Hello, while well, the rain is tipping down outside, it's a bit of a wet, windy, autumny day where I am. So I thought I would catch up with all of my recordings and get back on track and uh, just talk about what's been happening in October with me. Well, it was quite busy for a start off after after Isla. There was one or two things that I mentioned in the last podcast about uh, how uh, I ended up not being very well. My third cold forward slash flu, whatever it was of the of the year. Very draining. Another draining one. They all seem to be draining. There obviously must be something going around. Um, like I say, I always seem to get them whenever there's a connection with ships somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, a rather productive October for a number of different reasons. Getting rid of stuff, adding stuff. Uh, so we'll get on to the getting rid of stuff first, shall we? That'll be the that'll be the. There's nothing like a good purge. I I always think. So what's been purged? Well, it's Facebook. Facebook is gone. My two Facebook pages, my personal one and my business pages, have been deleted. The business page should have gone by now. And there is still about two weeks left in the cool off period for Facebook where you can log back in and get the page back. But I won't be logging back in. Um, there's a number of reasons why I decided to do this. One, I think a lot of the reasons why I was keeping Facebook was to do with friends and keeping in touch with them. Well, a lot of my friends are now on Instagram as well. So I've got or Twitter or, you know, there's always a way of contacting friends. And Facebook wasn't particularly one of my favourite social media platforms. In fact, to be brutally honest, I grew to hate it. Uh, certainly recently, um, didn't like the. It's it's cluttered. It's what's the word I'm looking for? It's bloated. That's the word I'm looking for. It's it's got bloated over the years and the first stages of me realising I didn't particularly want it in my life anymore was getting uh, it off my mobile devices. I wasn't using it anymore. I haven't really used it for about three years. Uh, a lot of my friends had actually started to leave as well. So the numbers of uh, friends that I got on there had, had dropped by about a third. Uh, with people leaving, deciding to remove their accounts or deactivate them. So I decided that I was going to actually do something about it because uh, I've been thinking about this decision for probably about five years on and off. It would come to a point in the year, sometimes it would actually be more than once a year, that I would think, do I actually need this? And then I would think, well, you know, it's where my friends are or, you know, it's sort of useful. And this year I decided... My friends are elsewhere. I don't really need it and I don't want it. And they make it a lot easier now for you to destroy your data on there. You just log in, you go to the privacy settings and there you can click on something and your site will be deleted in 30 days. So I have got about two weeks to run which I'm very pleased with. The business uh, page should have already gone. Uh, that's just a two-week 
period. So that's that's finally disappeared, which is great. Um, it wasn't particularly very much use, to be brutally honest. Um, I think the only thing that they really wanted was money off of me to promote it, to get more followers, uh, which is basically you're just chasing a numbers game, aren't you? We've all got these friends who want to reach the maximum amount, 5,000 friends, whatever it is, uh, and it's just a fool's errand, really. The personal account has still got about a couple of weeks to run, so roughly about the 22nd, 24th of November, something like that, it will disappear. Certainly by Christmas, I will no longer have any data or... I shouldn't have any data on Facebook anymore, which I'm really, really pleased about. It's been a long time coming. And at the end of the day, you have got to work out whether a social media platform works for you or not. And Facebook, for me, didn't. It's not as open as Twitter. Instagram, I have got a few issues with, but I quite like the idea of posting photos. And again, I've sort of got quite a few uh, friends and things that use Instagram as well. So it's interesting to see what they're up to. Facebook, quite honestly, a lot of the time, was just full of dross. Um, you probably find this yourself if you use Facebook. Um, it's just everybody else's mundane information and I think we carry enough mundane information of our own without needing other people's so yeah all of the links and everything on the website to the Facebook pages have been zapped uh, so we're now a Facebook free zone which feels absolutely great um, it is quite liberating and uh, to a certain extent I wish I'd have probably have done it 12 months ago um, but there you have it. It's been done. So that's what's gone. So what's been added? Well, before I went to Isla, I did. And when I mean just before, I mean just before, as in a couple of days, I was tinkering around with the uh, slider settings. And I went and messed up my slider. So I had to put something together that was sort of a bit ad hoc, just so that there was something in place on the home page and it linked through to the portfolio. It wasn't ideal, but I couldn't get my original uh, slider back and there was no backups because I was an idiot. And I thought I need to do a new slider. So that's what I've done after coming back from Isla in between jobs and various other different things and I'm rather pleased with it because it moves it on and improves it so probably getting rid of that old slider was the best thing I ever did now the main change with it is it's not just connected it's not just slides of galleries it also links into various other different parts in the website so for example uh the the print store is linked in there the photography books and zines has just come up just now thank you very much for that reminder um which directly links to the photography books and zine pages basically the slider i can now add whatever i like 
it's not just connected to the portfolio, which is something that um, I like a lot. It's sort of doing what I did to the menu system where you know, I can add and take things out when I want. So if I want to highlight something that I, I want to talk about, uh, for instance, at the moment, uh, photograph copying. The photograph copying service is being highlighted, but that might be changed over to retouching or um, enhancement. Uh, but it also contains all of the old, some of the old reliable uh, faces uh, from my portfolio. So there's two towns in there, but I've also added a, a bit of text underneath just to explain what the, the project is about. The Norfolk project is still on there. Uh, and the text underneath says a long-term documentary photography project shot between 1998 and 2016. So it just gives a bit of a better overview. Now, the other thing that I've added for the first time is video. There is an upcoming gallery for my Isla shots, which I want to try. And it's one of my things to work on in December. So it should be included in the next podcast, hopefully. Uh, but I added some video instead of still image. The, the the video is of the Salter flag on the bow of the MV Hebridean Isles Ferry. When we were leaving uh, Isla, it was very, very windy at the front. In fact, it was actually quite rough leaving. There's some great video on the video section of my website and on Instagram. If you want to have a look at that. Uh, but I've just been shooting a few little short video clips that I use in various different places on the site. One of them is on the search page. And the second one is that I want to start using a bit more video on is on the the slider itself. Because I think it just adds a little bit extra I don't know depth. It looks it's 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 quite good the way that you have a moving image in there. It's not that long. It's only about fifteen seconds, something like that, that it runs for. But something, a bit of a placeholder, uh, and I really like the way that that works. And I want to try and incorporate that into to future stuff. I mean, it can be just little things like if uh, shooting in the Highlands or something like that. It could be something you know people walking up to the old man of store or it can be all sorts of just little little bits of video um which i quite like doing and in fact for next year i think what i would like to do is i'd like to try and do a little three minute short documentary film just to start things start things going i've i've it's just small little steps at the moment. Um, I used to do video stuff a few years ago. Um, this is all pre-digital, I might add. So it's more than just a few years ago. You're probably talking like 25. Um, and I quite enjoyed that. It's a lot easier now because the tools are there to edit to such a high quality. And even a mobile phone will produce... Uh, video in high definition so might as well use it if the tools are there plus i've also got the, the camera that shoots high definition video as well so yeah more video 
so basically it's it's coming on i don't know whether i've completely finished um developing the slider there might be a few tweaks here and there but i like the way that it's looking at the moment it looks a lot more dynamic tells a lot more information about uh what i do what services are available and my photography so i think that's a bit of a um bit of a win-win and i'll add some more things to it and rotate stuff in and out that's one of my things uh for next year but just things like the print store being advertised a bit more just so that people know that it's there it's about advertising what you do and what's available really at the end of the day other than that there hasn't really been a huge amount of work done on the website for various different reasons work and to be honest um apart from getting rid of one or two facebook things on the site there hasn't really been very much done uh the only thing i would add is now if you have a look on the site there's a little cross up in the top right hand corner and if you click on that if i move my mouse across uh, and click on it it will come down and that's sort of been extended out recently but it's been extended even further to include more instagram images and videos like i said about facebook going really now my two core social media sites are uh twitter and instagram i do have a few other sites that i still have an interest in uh linkedin still there because there's quite a few good contacts and things uh pin interest is always interesting i don't actually do a huge amount on there but it, it's great for finding images that i might not have seen about all sorts of little different topics so it, it's it's quite niche uh tumblr got taken over by automatic who are responsible for wordpress so it's going to be interesting to see what sort of direction tumblr goes in over the next that mainly acts now as another conduit for any images that are put onto instagram or any of the websites it's reblogged there so it's about spreading the message really and it's uh the followers have been growing there and then of course there's the video channels there's youtube which i've added some uh, material to which uh at the moment is private but i'll be releasing it soon after it's I've sort of added a bit more information about it uh and then there's vimeo which i would like to use more i haven't done a lot with vimeo but i intend uh adding more in the in the coming months another job for for 2020 i think so there's plenty plenty going on not a huge amount of blogging this year but i do want to try and get a couple of blog posts out by the end of the year just to keep both blogs sort of active it's really about sort of time rather than not having very much to say uh and instagram well that is still you know i i absolutely love instagram as a platform um i just find it a bit frustrating the way that it is difficult to increase followers um and i find it rather annoying when someone posts a particularly crap picture and it ends up with about 400 likes uh 
obviously, you know, maybe I'm going for quantity rather than uh, uh, quality rather than quantity, I should say. Um, and maybe a lot of people on Instagram are very similar to the ones on Facebook, where it's all about the number of followers I want. Uh, you know, all of these followers. Currently, I believe I've got 262. So, and it's been pretty steady at that number for the last few months. So it looks as though the the levels of followers dropping off with false accounts has stopped, at least for the time being. But um, yeah, if you are chasing numbers in Instagram, I think you've got to work hard. I certainly can't be called an Instagram influencer, or if I am, I'm at a very, 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 very low level. But hey, um, you know, you get what you can. So yeah, that's it. That's it for the housekeeping. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Um, oh, the only thing that I am considering is is with the photo books... I've got uh, the two towns is penned to be released in Q4 2019. I'm having a bit of trouble writing it, so I'm going to. It's again, it's a text. It's always a text that I have the problem. It's just about wrapping everything up in a nice, concise manner that's easy to read. I do like a bit of text in there to explain, you know, why I was taking the photographs and what I was thinking at the time. Just to give a bit of background, really, to the images. Uh, everything else is ready to go. It's just a few little pieces. So, it may get delayed until Q1 2020. Um, we will have to see. Hopefully, I'll, I want to try and get it out and released by... Uh, certainly by Christmas, if I can. But if not, it'll have to go into Q1, but... I was really happy with Caught by the Tide and if that's, you know, the only book that gets released this year then I'll be I'll be pretty pleased but there's certainly the other books are I would say about 90% complete. The photographs are in there, they're all captioned. It is just about the writing and the writing is a bit that I find the most difficult. And uh, it's something that I need to take time with and get right. Something that I've got to be happy with because when you finally decide that you're going to publish, I like the idea of that is the finished product. Um, I there's nothing. I don't want any regrets with the book. I don't want to look at it and think, oh, I wish I'd have done that or I wish I'd have said that. It needs to be put in, and if it means delaying stuff, then it means delaying stuff. But um, there's a few ideas that are coming together with for various different book ideas but I think there's enough at the moment to uh, to last me certainly through next year and into 2021 so I don't think there'll be th anything added unless I come up with some sort of brilliant flash of uh, you know some sort of inspiration so that's it for the housekeeping we'll get on to the links I think we'll, we'll just do the links and then we'll be out of here um the first one I'm going to mention is a sort of it's it's a serious story, but it's one that I quite like. It's about cycling in Haiti. It's about the Haiti cycling team. Um, 
who have been doing quite well. Uh, won a medal in the Caribbean Cycling Championship. And, yeah, it's about Haiti's cyclists, brave protests and poor roads in race for gold. And it's quite a positive story about Haiti. A lot of the time uh, when we hear about, you know, countries like Haiti, it's sort of always a bit doom and gloom. They've been hit by really hideous weather or they need aid. And this is a really nice story on the Reuters site about the cycling team and them going out training and it doesn't look easy on the roads i mean i i thought the roads in the uk some of them were were awful but uh some of the roads on uh, on haiti look quite hideous but it is a, a really positive piece of photography um oh i should really mention the photographer's name shouldn't i that's i'll just pan up Again to the uh, uh, this uh, the photo photographs are by Andres Martinez uh, Caceres and Alexander. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce those photographers' name because I'll only you know get it wrong. And it's fantastic work. The th three photographers are Andres, uh, Alexander and Gonzalo. And, you know, they've taken some fantastic images of Haiti cyclists doing what they love um, and producing the goods for the, the, the cycling team. So it's a great piece of sport documentary work. The next... The link is from the BBC News website. This was from the 4th of November. Yeah, from the 4th of November this year. Candid moments on the London Underground. This is Mike Goldwater. And these images were taken in the 1970s. Uh, capturing the, the network, the London Underground network. Before modernisation, a time when you were allowed to smoke and tickets were pur purchased for, from large machines for just a few pennies. Um, fantastic set of images capturing uh, the period. Um, absolutely superb work. Um, and of course, after the modernisation, that sort of London underground has disappeared now. Uh, and it's part of a book which is being published and it's called London Underground 1970 to 1980 by Mike Goldwater, published by Hoxton Mini Press. If you are into street photography or you're into sort of like candid photography, then take a look at Mike's work. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, right. On to the next one. We're speeding through these, aren't we? Hopefully not too fast. Uh, Berlin after the, the, the war then and now. Uh, this is Colin McPherson, began documenting Berlin in the years after the fall of the wall in 1989. And uh, again, this is sort of capturing Berlin at, you know, a point of change. Uh, I would imagine a lot of these places have totally changed now. I would like to think that they've changed. In fact, a lot of them have got... Oh, yes. 
they've got a nice little slider where you can move it across and you can see how it's changed and yeah some of them have actually changed a lot more than yeah they've changed quite a bit and others you know haven't but this is all about you know the post-war rebuild really of Germany which I suppose a lot of people tend to think of the war have been very distant even in the 1990s and it wasn't you know you're only talking 40 years you were still within living memory uh, it's still within living memory now for a very small set of uh, people a lot of them would probably be children when uh, when it took place but the war can still be remembered by people and uh, the change is it takes a long time for somewhere like Berlin to recover after such a terrible conflict absolutely well destroyed the capital virtually and Collins pictures do a fantastic job of showing how streets can be changed and it's a change for the better I mean there's one startling picture it's about halfway down uh, Stargarda Strasse um, oh hold on I yeah I assume it's Stargarda Strasse oh maybe not uh, the area behind Friedrichstrasse station then um, oh no I was right before it's Stargarda Strasse it's just a way that they put the labels underneath the images next to the slider for the next picture so it's it's a bit confusing they really should have had the slider next to the old the picture that it's actually talking about um, anyway Stargarda Strasse has uh, the picture in 1992 when I was a photography student uh, perfect documentary photography sort of area there's a burnt out car or certainly a car that's um, on its last legs in fact basically it looks as though if you took all of the modern cars out and put um, some old cars in it would look like an old Berlin street it's it doesn't look as though it's changed very much at all in you know decades but anyway you move the slider to 2019 and it's a modern German street in a modern German city fantastic stuff so that's Berlin after the wall Colin McPherson great set of images there uh, the next one is lost and found and this is on the magnum website which as you know from previous podcasts i've always um, had a bit of time for because they produce some really good posts about um, using pictures from the archive and talking about their photographers and this one's uh, about bruce uh, gilden's new book a document of the photographer changing approach to street photography in a vision of a long gone New York City so actually even though I didn't realize when I picked this one it's very similar to the other one because it's all about how you know cities change and places change and how we lose stuff and stuff improves but we lose the the older version sometimes for the better sometimes for the worst 
I mean, this is just classic, just Bruce Gilden work, really. Um, I won't say anything other than, you know, if you are interested in street photography, then have a look at Bruce's work. It's just fantastic stuff. And that is it. That is all of the links for this month. Um, thank you very much for downloading the podcast and having a listen. I will be back with the November podcast at the beginning of December. I haven't got a clue what the November one's going to be about, um, although I am heading up to Northumberland at the weekend, so we'll see what kind of photography adventures I can have there. I might even try and record something, do, fingers crossed, a little bit of location recording because it's it's always nice to have a little bit of location recording unfortunately i just did not take the right sort of gear when i went to isla i mentioned this on on the isla podcast but i just forgot to take my main recorder i got the microphone with the 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 nice fluffy wind protector thing on it uh but i didn't take my main recorder and i should have done i, I could have shoved some batteries into it and gone out and recorded uh, with it but I didn't because I was an idiot so we'll try and get something recorded up, up Northumberland it should be rather interesting I'm actually going up there to have a look at Barter Books which is a rather good bookstore up there that's in the railway station one of the railway stations uh, that closed I don't know whether it closed for the uh, beaching things probably did um, there were some cuts made for those of you who aren't Brits. Um, there were some cuts made in the early 60s to the rail service where it was all about the governments saving money as usual. And they decided that they would cut some of the services and close some of the lines and stations. And quite honestly, it was a national disgrace because some of those... Um, stations have been opened up again um like a lot of things the country changes places change demands change on transport a lot more cars about people looking for alternatives and some of these stations that were closed sometimes on the basis of someone turning up at stupid o'clock and going oh there's no one here on the station no one uses this station um, it was a bit of a fit up in some cases perfectly viable routes that were closed just as a cost saving exercise um, but yeah they're, they're starting to open some of these stations up but anyway this station at Annick is now a fabulous bookshop um, it's good for a lot of books photography is not one of its strong points though but we'll see what we can find there so I'll try and do a little recording there so until then thanks a lot again for listening and i'll be back next month